welcome to Just James, the podcast. We hope this episode enlightens, illuminates, and illustrates a new outlook for your life. And now, here is our host. Well, hello, 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 and we're back again. This is your host. Yes, it's me. It's me. It's PJV. And that's no cap. That's big facts. Man, let's get into the topic today, man. Let's get into the topic. So, uh, the topic today we're talking about is uh, kingdom government. Kingdom government. Um, what is the church, you know, uh, what should the church be doing? How should the church be, how should the church operate? And all that good stuff, okay? So, let's, uh, let, let's dig in. Let's do some work. So, the first question that we need to ask is, what is the church? Because uh, as an apologist, as a preacher, as a believer, I've had, I've heard, excuse me, I've heard um, a lot of stuff about the church. I've heard people say, well, uh, I don't have to go to church because I am the church. Um, that's not biblical. <laughs> you're not the church. You're a temple, but you're not a church. Uh, if you actually look up how the church is defined, uh, the first mention of the church comes out of the mouth of Jesus to which he says, uh, upon this rock, Peter, I shall build my church. And that word church there is a gathering of citizens called out from their homes into some public place and assembly. As the Greek word is ecclesia or ecclesia, however you want to say it, ecclesia. Um, but it's the called out ones. So you you are not a church by yourself. You need other peoples to be uh, a church, um, but you can be a temple. You could be a temple, but you cannot be a church. Um, but when we look into uh, the definition, like the in-depth definition of what the church is or what the church is supposed to be, uh, we see that another definition of the church is an assembly of the people convened at the public place of the council for a, for the purpose of deliberating, hmm. for the purpose of deliberating, for the purpose of deliberating. So, essentially, what the church is supposed to be is supposed to be like a senate or a congress, where we come, uh, we meet, we talk, we discuss uh, things that should be going on, how things should be happening, and how uh, our how should we uh, affect our uh, communities? There are so many uh, people that assemble, but just because they're assembled, that does not mean that they are a church. Because the purpose of the church is not to stay uh, within the four walls; is to be active and going about uh, doing the work of the kingdom. So uh, the Bible also declares. Hold, on, let me find that scripture real quick. Um, the The Bible also declares that we are ambassadors of the gospel, right? Ambassadors of the gospel. So that means that we're supposed to be two, uh, two kinds of, of political figures in the kingdom, either senators or ambassadors. Senators or ambassadors. I'm going to say it again. Senators or ambassadors, right? So what is an ambassador? The 
Oxford Dictionary defines an ambassador as an accredited diplomat sent by a country as its official representative to a foreign country. Uh, another definition of the word ambassador is a person who acts as a representative or promoter of a specified activity. So an ambassador is uh, uh, an envoy, a diplomat, a representative, a promoter, a proponent. That's what an ambassador is, that we are representatives of the kingdom of God. So the church is supposed to act as a senate and as an embassy, a senate and an embassy. So let's look up what the word uh, senate, senator, me senator means, because uh, when Paul is writing when Paul is writing this, uh, he is writing this in reference to the Roman government. He's writing this reference to the Roman government because Paul uses a lot of, uh, he understands a lot of uh, Greek philosophy and uh, how he communicates the gospel. So he's referencing the Roman Senate in regards to how things work and how things are supposed to do, you know, what they're supposed to do. So... Uh, watch this. It says the Senate is the state council of 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 the ancient Roman Republic and Empire, which shared legislative power with the with the popular assemblies, administration, with magistrates and judicial power, and with knights. Okay, I'm gonna use another definition of the word Senate. It uh, the name comes from the ancient Roman Senate. Senators, so also called uh, uh, an assembly of senior uh, senior people, in other words, in a, an assembly of elders or old men, and therefore considered wiser and more experienced members of the society or ruling class. So I think what, what we're having is that uh, the church, the, Paul talks about, you should be eating meat now, but you're still drinking milk, right? Right. So the issue is he's trying to get the church to mature so they can actually be the Senate. They can be the elder to be able to make wise decisions on behalf of the body and on behalf of the community, because we are kingdom representatives. We are senators and we are ambassadors, senators and ambassadors. Right. So I, I, I think that shows it is reflection on our uh, lack of maturity, mm -hmm. our, our lack of maturity in regards to how we handle uh, situations and, and, how, and uh, how uh, we're doing things in the church because we, the church is in confusion. We don't know who we are. We don't know what we are. We don't know what we believe. We don't know what to believe. And then some of the people that are teaching us don't know hardly what to do with their beliefs either. So everybody, in a sense, is confused. And when someone actually comes across and say, no, this is how it should be done. This is how it should be stated. And this is how things should be handled. Everyone thinks that that person is being arrogant. But it's, but they're not. They're effectively communicating the way things, the way things should be. Hmm. So what is the role of a senator? The role of the senator is the constitutional, this in regards to uh, U.S. senators, uh, the constitutional powers include proposing legislation, drafting or amending bills, filibuster, delay or block legislation via a prolonged debate, oversight of the federal budget and the executive branch by approving or rejecting presidential appointees for agencies. Hmm. So uh, 
in other words, I, I remember I'm watching uh, this video uh, on YouTube. Um, he does this man does a whole series called the courts of heaven. Yeah, the, the courts of heaven, and he go. I think it's about seven to eight videos. It is absolutely amazing. Uh, the courts of heaven, uh, and, and in this he says that oftentimes. When we think of warfare in the Bible, we think of, you know, fighting fists, swords, spears, armor. But when we look at the history of the Bible, the, especially within the Old Testament, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were, <laughs> were senators. They were arguing or they would debate over the Old Testament what things should be and how things should be done. Okay, so he was acting on the grounds of legalities. Because all the old, all the Pharisees and Sadducees knew was what the law, which is why in the in the early stages they didn't have a king yet; they had judges. Mm. And the judges' purpose was to enact righteous justice, right? So, this is the 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 problem uh, that we're having right now. The courts of heaven. It's a series done on YouTube. Uh, by Robert Henderson. Robert Henderson. You can look it up. I think there's like ooh seven videos. I think one, two, three, four. Yeah, seven videos, and he goes into great detail of explaining how the courts of heaven work. Cause understand, we are of a kingdom with its own legal system. So when we fight, we must understand we're not just fighting spiritually. We're fighting principalities. Right. And principalities are also a legal office because some things have legal right to operate where they operate. Some spirits have a legal right to operate how they're operating. And you're trying to combat it uh, just by saying, oh, I cast it down in the, in the spirit. And da -da -da. no, no, no. You're going to have to make your argument through the word of God. OK, because because I think it's in uh, first Peter. Or Second Peter chapter three verse sixteen, where it says you must give uh, a defense for what you believe. That word defense is the Greek word apologia or an apologetic, which means to make a defense like a lawyer. So we're ambassadors, we are senators, and we must understand that when we are engaging in the spirit realm, we must understand that when we engage the spirit realm, we must do so with the knowledge of the law of God and of the word of God, because. John chapter 1 verse 1 says, in the beginning was what? The Word, and the Word was God, the Word was with God. And skip the verse, I think, for, verse 14, it says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So in order for us to combat spiritual wickedness, we have to understand how the courts of heaven work. And the emphasis of understanding how the courts of heaven work, we should go into the Senate, which is the body of Christ, which is the church, which is gathering. God bless each church, but you need to find a church home. You need, you need to send on somebody. You need a pastor. You don't like that. I know it's, it's okay. Uh, you don't like it. You can unsubscribe, but you need a pastor. You need to be under somebody teaching the word of God and do not quit until you find that person. Do not quit until God gives you revelation of who that pastor should be. You need to be under somebody. Teaching the word, living the word, demonstrating the word. Not their opinions, not their feelings, not their understanding, but the word of God.
So let's dig back into this courts of heaven thing. If you've ever been in a court, usually people will hire somebody called a lawyer. And your lawyer is the one who would fight on your behalf. Now, let, excuse me, let, let me let me go back a little bit further. Let me let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. So whenever you hear that, and, and I hate this analogy, I've learned to hate this analogy so much, how you say that Jesus is a lawyer in the courtroom. Or uh God is is my judge and da, da, da. hold on hold on hold on. Let, let let's bring some context into this, okay? Because we have this bad theology that you know we see pictures of the G, of Jesus and the devil arm wrestling. That that is bad theology. Because to because to assume that they're arm wrestling, assume that they're equal and they're not. Jesus is God. I'm gonna say it again for those who don't like it. Jesus is God. I just refer to John 1 and 1 and 14, right? I will, I will refer to um, when you told the Pharisees before Abraham was, I am, right? Jesus is God. Hebrew says, in him dwelt the fullness of the Godhead, okay? So Jesus is God. So there is none equal to him except the other two persons, which is the Father and the Holy Spirit. That's it. Okay? So, stop with these pictures of Jesus and the devil arm wrestling. They're not equals. So, if I know that they're not equal, right, and Jesus is my mediator, then there are certain rights that I have through not only my sonship from the Father, but certain rights that I have through my senatorship and my ambassadorship, my my ambassadorhood through the kingdom. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. So when I understand that, I understand my position in God. And most folk won't understand that until you're taught. So your first lawyer outside of Christ is your pastor. Your pastor shouldn't know the word of God. Your pastor should be able to articulate the word of God intellectually and, and practically. Your pastor should be able to tell you how certain things work and not just talk about haters every Sunday. Uh-oh. Y'all don't like that. Mm -hmm. that, that. That's what your pastor should do. Okay? And just like there's, there's trash lawyers out there, there's trash pastors out there. No knock and no shade, but it's just the truth. So you don't knock all lawyers or say all lawyers are trash because that one experience with that with one lawyer is trash. No. So you, you'll find another one to help you argue your case. But we have that same, but we don't have that same mentality with the church or with pat or with pastors. But some of you have been dating the same low down, dirty somebody that's been cheating on you, doing God's know what, giving them chance after chance after chance after chance. And you know exactly what they're going to do. And you give them more grace then a brand new church, they, ne they never did anything to you. And you're projecting the pain of another ministry on another church. They did nothing to you. Be accountable. Oh, you don't like that one. Be accountable. I just lost subscribers on that one. Be accountable for your own actions. You need to get help. Not the new church that you went to. They did nothing to you. You need to be accountable. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah, they about to flag my podcast now. Oh, I just got started, y'all. Well, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> but I'm here now. I'm in the house. I'm in the house. I'm walking heavy. I'm walking heavy. So, understanding that the role of the church and the role of the pastorhood, the role uh, of the believers in the community is not just to be in church every Sunday in a sense of uh, for self-service. The purpose is so I could get what I need to go out into the community and to make other disciples. I'm not interested in making more sheep. I'm interested in making more disciples. That is my journey. That is that is, that is PJV's ver- journey right now. I'm not interested in making sheep. I want to make more disciples of Jesus Christ. Not disciples of me, not disciples of victory, not disciples of, 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 my, of my daddy, not disciples of, of, of whoever. I am interested in making more disciples of Jesus the Christ. Point blank period. So we understand, when we understand how these things work, and we understand how the courts of heaven work, we're able to articulate our case uh, to the Father, because Satan is making his case against us. So our response to that particular situation should be the word. Give me an example, Pastor PJV. All right, cool. So, um, I wasn't necessarily fighting my ex-wife for custody of my son, but I was more so fighting the system. If that if that makes sense. Because uh, me and my ex, we were great co-parents. I mean, we both, we will do whatever we can, you know, to make the, make sure this boy has everything that he needs. But oftentimes it's the system that gets in between uh, fathers and parents from being active fathers and active parents. And I, I'm aware of how um, the system works uh, against fathers, especially black fathers, um, when it comes to child support, when it comes to... Uh, custody time with 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 your children i i am i i am completely aware of that so i was scared y'all because i love my son i really do I, I want to be an active father for my kid so um i didn't know what to do until the lord brought my remembrance a passage i think it's in the book of micah here we go not micah but Malachi chapter 4, verse 6. Malachi chapter 4, verse 6. Uh, I'm going to start at verse 5. It says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And some translation says, I will send you a prophet like unto Elijah. Okay. And verse 6 says, And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and the hearts of the children to to their fathers okay so that's the scripture that came to mind i was like huh that there's a prophet that will come that is like elijah and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children or to their sons and the hearts of the sons or children to their fathers and that's what i begin to meditate on on that word by itself and i said lord jesus I believe that you are the prophet like unto Elijah that's written in Malachi. 
And your word says that you will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. So I said, Lord Jesus, based upon your word, because your word says, uh, remind him of his word, right? Your word says, your word says that you would do this. So Lord, I ask you, based upon the promises of your word, that you remove every system, every institution, every judge, every lawyer, every caseworker, everything that is coming between me being an active father to my son, remove it based upon your word. Can I tell you something? That God did that thing? I have my son two weeks out of the month with minimal child support. No matter what's happened between me and my ex, she will always acknowledge that I'm an active father and, I'm a, and I'll, I'll do my best to be a great parent. And she'll say that. And I can acknowledge that of her. Congratulations. Like, oh, look, she, she does a thing, man. She do. She really does a thing when it comes to our son. So uh, all praise to her. Um, but to say all that to say, when you understand the word of God, right? When you know how the word of God works, and how to apply the word of God to your situation. And you say, Lord, based upon your word says this. And you said, you are not like man that you should lie. nor the son of man that you should change. That's what your word says. And your word, through your prophet Malachi, said you would do this. So I'm asking you to manifest on earth what's already in heaven. What it says, um, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will already exists in the heavenlies. Make it exist in the earth realm for me in this. That's what happens when you know your word. That's what happens when you understand the word of God. That's what happens when you understand the power and the authority that you have, not only as an ambassador of, of the kingdom, but as a senator of the kingdom. But you can only be a senator if you're mature. Everyone can be an ambassador. Only certain people can be senators. And I'm afraid we have led the, the neophyte, the, the novice in the places of being a senator as opposed to wise elders. And let me say this. When I say by wise elders, I don't mean by a number or by age. I mean by spiritual maturity. I'll be 30 this year. No, I'll be 31 this year. I'm 30 now. And um, I'm not knocking anybody, but I, I'm looking at my peers and stuff like that and those around my age. But I can tell, like, I, I'm I'm a little bit more advanced than most people. And that's, that's not arrogance. That's, that's all, all glory to God. That's all glory to God. But I'm looking at my peers. I'm looking at those around me. And I'm leaning more towards, you know, those who have you know, 25 plus years in ministry, 10, 15, 20 plus years in ministry, as opposed to those who have, you know, maybe five, 10, you know. And that's just because I've stayed in the word. I've studied the word of God and I've sat down and I've been trained by my elders and I still talk to my elders. I don't negate their wisdom. I don't negate their understanding. I take in what they say and I measure according to the word of God and I go forward with that. If it matches with the word of God, cool, go forward. If not, cut it. But that's the issue that we're having. We have to understand our kingdom rights 
not just as kingdom citizens, but as senators, as ambassadors of the kingdom. Now, here's the thing with the ambassadorship. I think some people may know this, some may not. Um, there is such thing that an ambassador has called uh, diplomatic immunity. Mm -hmm. Everyone repeat after me. Diplomatic immunity. What does that mean? Diplomatic immunity means that if I am in a foreign land and I were to, I don't know, get a traffic ticket or something like that, that's not too crazy, like murder or something like that, they, that nation cannot convict me of a crime. So that means when I've accepted Christ as my savior, I've accepted, right, my entrance into the kingdom of heaven. Because the Bible says, I'm, uh, I'm in the world, but I'm not of this world, right? So that means there are certain things that you could try to hold on, that you try to hold against me, but it won't stick because one, I'm a new creature. Two, uh, the Bible says, therefore, let it be no condemnation for those who believe. I'm not condemned by the stuff that, that I've done in my past because Jesus paid the price for it, when I, especially when I accepted him as my Lord and Savior. And, and three, the Bible says, uh, um, it is the accuser that it, it, it is the enemy that is the accuser of the brethren. Right? So that means there are certain things that I do. I agree. That's what, what Paul says. That there's things that I should do that I don't do. And things that I shouldn't do that I find myself doing. Right? That even with all that, God's grace is sufficient for me. God's grace and his mercy is my diplomatic immunity. That does not give me the license to sin. Paul says, uh, shall we continue in sin that grace abound? God forbid. But he's saying, I understand my position and I understand my rights as a ambassador. And I'm not going to deliberately do something um, uh, wrong. But I also understand that in this foreign nation that I'm in, their rules are different from my rules. So they're going to try to hold me accountable to their rules. And I'm not accustomed to their rules because I'm not of their world. I'm not of their nation. I'm not of their policies. I'm of a different policy. I'm of, a, I'm of a different regime. This is a, it's, it's, <laughs> don't worry about it, sweetheart. This is that This is that sweetheart. All right. So when I understand my place in him and my position in him, my position in the kingdom, my position not in the church, in the ecclesia, in the grand scheme of the body of Christ, right? I know how to handle myself. But all of that to say that can only work authentically is if you're in the body of Christ, if you're assembled in your local church. It is impossible to say, you know, my, uh, I, got, I got my friends, my brothers, they're married. It's impossible for me to say, hey, bro, I love you, man, but I can't stand your wife. When the Bible says to become one. If I hate his wife, I hate him. They're a double package. So how can we say, oh, I love Jesus, but I can't stay in the church? That's the church is his bride. Now, is she does she be out of line sometimes? Yeah. Can she be outlandish sometimes? Yeah. Can she be extra sometimes? Absolutely. Can she uh definitely be sometimes toxic? Yeah. But guess what? That's still Jesus' bride. And last time I checked, when I was married, when I mentioned to somebody, you talk about my wife. Talk about my wife. See when I go outside your head. Don't talk about God's wife like that. And then you're expecting 
people, there's a reason why people are in church. There's a reason why people accept Jesus as Savior. It's because they're jacked up. So you're trying to make people who have openly admitted that they're jacked up to not be to not be jacked up. <laughs> you see how counterintuitive that is? You can you cannot do this Christian walk alone. Christianity is not a one-man sport. It's a team effort. You cannot be a Christian by yourself. I know you're mad. I don't care. You cannot be a Christian by yourself. I don't care if you go to a house church. Get somewhere. Make sure they're teaching the word. Get somewhere and sat down and be taught. Sit under somebody. Sit under the word of God. Learn. Take notes. Uh, make the adjustments. Do what you need to do to grow and better yourself so you can be mature in Christ. So now you're able to argue your positions and, and, and uh, make your petitions toward the Father. But many of us don't do that because we got hurt. Now, I'm not knocking church hurt. But let me redefine it. I don't think the church hurts anybody. I think people in the church hurt people. The church don't hurt nobody. Okay? Because that's not the, the, uh, the initial focus of what the church is, what the church should be. But the thing about it, we don't we don't think about how the times that we've hurt how we've hurt people, right? You still go to the club, and they hurt you all the time. <laughs> still go to family reunions, right? And they hurt you all the time. But when it comes to the church, you won't give no grace, as if God don't give you grace every day. But yet you claim the church is hypocritical, but you're just as hypocritical. So that means you belong there. <laughs> Ooh, y'all don't like me today. Y'all don't like me. Ooh, y'all about to flag this podcast. Man, I just got started, man. Oh, well, it was a good run while I had it. <laughs> and I'm not saying this to be antagonistic. I'm saying it to, to hold you accountable. You got to be accountable. You got to grow up. It's not about you. It's about the kingdom. You are not the main character of your story. Jesus is. I am not the main character of my story. Jesus is my main character. Okay? So with that being said, man, in layman's terms, in summary, get somewhere and sit down. <laughs> get somewhere and sit down, man. Find somebody you can go to. Find a ministry you can go to that you can serve. Okay? If not serve, you know, just be, be a member and, uh, you know, so into that ministry, especially if they're doing the work in the community. Serve that ministry, man. Support them. They need all the help you can get. Okay? Learn about, uh, learn about the word of God. Learn how to fall in love with Jesus for real. And understand that you have rights. You have kingdom rights. You have kingdom rights rights to assert yourself over the enemy that you can use the word of god to make your petitions known to the father you have every right to do that man it's been a blessing hopefully you enjoyed it for those who stayed this long if you stay this long you're a real one <laughs> this was kind of brutal but uh we got through it y'all we're gonna get through it together okay um if you have any questions, inbox me. Uh, you can email me. Uh, follow me on Facebook and uh, Instagram. Uh, 
if you have like I said, any questions, any statements you would like you would like to be said over the podcast, let me know. I'll do my best to answer them the best way that I can. Um if there's not anything else, hey, uh, Lord, you got anything else? Okay, that's fine, cool. Man, I love y'all. God bless y'all. Stay encouraged and stay blessed. Thank you for listening to Just James, the podcast. If this episode helped you and you know it can help someone you know, please like, follow, subscribe, and share from all platforms to stay updated on new episodes. In the meantime and in between time, peace and increase.